Right back at it again. I'll tell you, Thursdays are so much fun, Randall. I, I, I cannot think of anything else I would rather be doing than sitting here and talking sports with you for the next 90 minutes. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. As soon as we come on the air, the dogs, every dog in the neighborhood decided to bark all of a sudden. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know, Thursday's a little relaxation for me. Yeah. I get to come in. I usually take a nap, wake up, listen to your show, and then get on. Uh, Tuesdays. Tuesdays is Randall Day. I go from seven yeah. to... Uh, You're a busy to, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a great life, man. Uh, amazing support we got this week. I don't know where it came from, but we have, we have broken our all-time record of downloads and nice. views by a thousand plus on a random Tuesday, you know, yeah. just some weeks it works, man. I don't know. We'll, we'll put out a show and I get, Oh, it was so great. And I go and look and there's 200 yeah. views and right. we put up one and I think it's a sticker and you go look and it's got 3000 views. So you never know from this side of it. What, yeah. What, what has happened? So, yeah. And it's fun. I mean, you know, we've talked often about this. The reason we do it isn't for the views or the clicks or the downloads. We talk about it because we, we think about it. And if we don't share it with people, I feel like I owe it to people to share. And if, when that's true and just, it comes through in spades, that's the way I look at it. So. Absolutely. So. It's never hard to it's never hard to force it either. I mean, right, it is right, yeah. Um, so you know, I, I I know you listen to some of my show tonight. We got some football to talk about tonight. Um, I I you know I guess we should introduce ourselves. Other angle, Chappie and RC Thursday nights at ten. Um, iLogic Media is, is the source. Uh, Draft for Upsides affiliates, River City Media, um, Chappie's Fantasy Sports Group. Now that we got all that stuff away, great people, right? All of them. Yeah. All yeah. of them. And yep. you can find quality entertaining. And let's not forget. Marion Messenger. Marion Messenger. And I know it's local. To the no, no, no. Area. You're absolutely but, right. And it's just one of those that there's a lot there to, to, to un unfold, right? Yeah. So absolutely uh, love our friends at Marion Messenger. I want to plug them real fast, Chappie. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and if you go to my Facebook right now, my private Facebook or River City Media, you'll see something called the Psychedelic Frog. If you love punk rock music, steampunk music, alt-punk music, our buddy Dick Ralston launched an online internet alt-punk. I'm talking like great 70s punk rock radio station, and it is kicking. And tonight's their first night on the air. Awesome. I listened for about an hour, and I was like, man, this takes me back to my youth listening to, like, The Clash and The Ramones and, mm. you know, crazy stuff you don't hear on regular radio. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, again, I talked a lot about baseball. I do want to talk some football with you tonight. Absolutely. I'll let, I'll let you pick the subject, and I'll start answering the asking the questions. All right. Your subject. You talked about it. The L, You talked about the MVP race. Right. You talked a lot about American League, but let's talk about the National League MVP race. Yeah. Because I think it's closer. Right. But I think Ronald Acuna is kind of running away with that. And Tatis being hurt kind of gave him some room to run away with it. Uh, do you see anybody competing with those two? Acuna, 13 home runs already. 
you know, uh, hitting leadoff on a struggling Braves team? That's my question to you. Does yeah. it matter that the Braves are struggling to his MVP race? I don't think it's so much that it matters that they're struggling. I do think he has competition. I think there's and, and I, don't get me wrong, Randy. I I I I pointed out. I felt like rather clearly, maybe not, I, that that I feel like Guerrero is the MVP. Yeah, I I did get that. Yeah. But I think if they, I think in your mind, if they vote it tonight, Shohei oh, win. No doubt about it, and it deserves to win. I, I just feel like you know, steady as the steady as they come with Vlad. Whereas uh, Shohei, I think you know, you saw last night with the five minute uh, or five mile an hour decrease in, in uh, uh, miles per hour. That's that's significant, and he still did a good job, right? Uh, he's still he's a good pitcher. He's a good player. Um, but to answer your question, yes, I do feel like there is still stiff competition um, in, in the National League. And I think it still is looking at Juan Soto. And I think Fernando Tatis also um, plays a big part in that race. People, let's not forget, Juan Soto is the type of player who could hit 15 homers in 20 days. Correct. Numbers are going to even out. Fernando Tatis, to me, has really gained a certain amount of credibility that I felt he just didn't have a chance to show this time, this you know, at the beginning of the season. I feel like he's proved himself to me to put himself in that competition for MVP. Sure, Acuna's still the front runner. He's got to stay on the field, though. Yeah, he's already had a couple issues. Um, the, he's he's like you said, the Braves are struggling a little bit. I can't think of a more important player in the National League, and Soto could be put there as well. So uh, while you were on your show, I looked up the odds on FanDuel. So I'm going to run some of these by you and uh, get your reaction, and then you yeah. can start reacting. Right now in the National League, the MVP, you could put, you could get at plus 300, Ronald Acuna is the favorite. Right. Plus 850, huge jump, Fernando Testis. And that seems like value to me as anybody. Yeah, Absolutely. Would you like to take a guess who third is? Sure. All right. I'll. I'll let. Because I, I, I was shocked. Oh, I don't want to hit. I don't want to hit. Um. Man, that's tough. I go a couple different directions here. Um. Third for me, Nolan Arenado. Fourth. Okay. But tied. Tied with the guy. Hold on. Tied. Can I can I give another guess? Yes. Degrom. You have at plus nine hundred, Degrom and Ora uh, uh, Ariando. How about that, buddy? <laughs> now, you're sharp. You're sharp. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. A and couple, I haven't looked. I haven't looked. I'm gonna give you a couple of long shots. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear them. I'm gonna give you, and there's some people in between. I want to shoot them down. <laughs> one soto at plus 1800 yeah uh, that's a bet, good bet bet a hundred dollars to make eighteen hundred dollars yeah 
Here's the one I like. Nick Castellano at plus 2,000. Bet $100, win 2,000. What is Trey Turner? Trey Turner is plus 1,500. He's in that between those two. I like Trey Turner. I, I, he's really showing me something this year. He's uh, been he's been their most valuable player, Randall. I, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I don't. I, I haven't seen a lot of him, but yeah, he's yeah. So, American League, I think we all agree. The shortest odds, Atani at plus one fifty. Second is Vlad. Vlad at plus eight fifty. Right. Uh, third. Tr- Trout fell from Cole, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to third. Yeah. And kind of off of the uh but third legitimate legitimate third, JD Martinez from Boston. Uh, yeah, that's who I'd have guessed. Uh let me give you some long shots. Um uh, how about this? Well, he's hurt right now, but early in the year I'd like this. Byron Buxton plus twenty five hundred. Yeah. Uh, I like that one. And maybe one that's hard to see today, but Xavier Bogarts. Plus Xander Bogarts, yeah. yeah. Xander I like, Bogarts. Yeah, I like him too. I, I don't know about that. I think that's a little steep. I'll tell you. Um, How about that, Bo, Bo Bichette at 4,000? No, I don't think he has it. I mean, that's that's clearly – that's Vlad if it's coming from the, from the um, – from yeah. Toronto. Um, I, one guy I might think about would be um, – here's one for you. What's Tim Anderson? He's plus, probably way down there. Plus 3,300. Bet 100 to win 3,300. That's good odds there. For I like TA, man. I, I'll tell you, that guy right there, he's a catalyst in that offense. Yeah. Uh, and they have a little graph that tracks uh, like where they were at. Right. Otani's been on this all year. Yeah. Just what? Well, I, I tell you, now's the time to buy Otani, I think. I mean, because after last night and seeing that, I, it's just a dead art. You know, it's the same thing you saw with Ryan Weathers, right? Um, where they just have a little bit of, they don't have the the power through that arm because it's just it's tired. I think you – and I, I think another part of that is it's probably calculated as well. Yeah. I, I, I think um, Madden goes out there and says, give me 90%. Don't hurt yourself. Nights that you're pitch or nights that you're pitching and hitting, give me 90%. I think that's what happens. I can see that. Yeah. So I'm not concerned about that at all, at all. So what what were your thoughts, Randall, on the whole Yermi Mercedes ordeal? I have really not digested this at all. Um, you know the story, though, right? A, a little bit. I don't know. They're up fifteen to four, I think. They bring in um, William Zostadio, who's a catcher and an outfielder, and you know, just kind of a gimmicky type position player to pitch. Um, it's a three zero count. Mercedes hits a homer. Um, 
of course, the the baseball, whatever, um, media go crazy saying that this is blasphemy and Larusa. Larusa actually sides with Minnesota, saying that's you know that's not what my players do, and um, really kind of threw Mercedes under the bus. So I and 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 I, I try to choose my words correctly because I. There's a lot of things that baseball purists call unwritten rules that I hate. I hate. Yeah. I mean, I really hate some things. Uh, the bat flip is one of them. You know, like don't, don't, yeah. flip, you know. So, so can I just to steal the conversation? Three zero count. Position player on the mound. I swing. Rookie player. A vagabond, and uh, someone who wasn't supposed to make the team out of nowhere is all of a sudden having his career year, gets a meatball pitch. You swing. I do. And I kind of go with Bauer the other night that said, you know, don't throw it straight down the middle if you don't want him to swing. And also, when you put a position player on the mound, does that mean there's a different set of rules? Yes. And that's, uh, and, yes. And I don't. I you know if if that is uh, Mike Trout, he don't swing. So I'm I'm gonna cut him a little break for yes. I, in the, the who it is, his amount of time in the major leagues, and it's not that. It big could of end deal. tomorrow. It could yeah. end tomorrow. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and what I was getting to about the unwritten rules, man, they're there to shorten the game. I mean, really, right. I think that's what it's there for. Right. But um, I don't have a lot of heartache with this one. I've seen, I've seen bigger, you know, bigger offenses of the unwritten rules. If it ends tomorrow, that kid had his moment. Yeah. I, I got no problem with it. You know, um, I had more problem with like some stuff that happened in the playoffs with selfies at bases and stuff. So, I'll, so let's let it die. So I, I almost fully agree. And I brought this up for a reason. You know, I brought this up for a reason. Yeah. I almost agree with you. I 90% agree with you. You know, I'm a coach's son. Yeah, I, I know. My dad co- coached at a, um, you know, Morgantown High School, local high school in, in West Virginia. He was a pretty good coach, um, uh, you know. But uh, being a coach's son, my question is, and I have not heard this question being asked. Did LaRusa, a Hall of Fame coach, have the take sign on right. at 3-0? Right. Because that means everything, Randy. It does. If it's 3-0 and you have a Hall of Fame coach, if you got a mediocre coach and you swung, you're picking splinters out of your backside for the next week. Yeah. I, I would make, you're keeping score. You're chasing foul balls. I, I would bet money that there was no sign. I would bet money there is sign. You think so? I would bet money there was because of Tony LaRusso's actions. Then uh, I haven't heard 
completely locked. And that was my hesitation a minute ago. That's my only explanation for it. Tony LaRusa had to have a sign up. Your mean Mercedes ignored it and hit a homer. I know what my dad would have done. Oh, I, I, I've, I've coached a little bit and I've played a little bit. I don't care if you're our best player. I don't care. You're sitting on the bench, and when a, this is high school baseball, when a foul ball hits, you're you're me. Go get that foul ball. Yeah. For a week, and that's right. That's how it should be. So I, I just again here on the other angle, we like to talk about things a little bit differently, right? So, um, <laughs> go ahead. I have a I have one for you, and this happened last night. So, uh, this is, was I was asked this question: State tournament, top five nation ranked high school team. Okay. Top five nation Baylor High School. Okay. Got one of the top five recruits. I mean, not recruits, but a, a top ten major league player that's going to be drafted. Only lost a couple of games this year to Academy, IMG, and places like that. My buddy's behind the plate. A kid that signed with Missouri, my buddy calls a strike, and he he does. He's consistent. I've watched him up. He'll give you the extra inch on the outside and high because he believes in that belly strike zone, you know. That's a strike. The inch below the knee isn't a strike, but everybody gives it to you. This guy's more of a traditional. That's tougher to call, too. Yeah. Calls one, calls a second strike on the kid. And he said, if it was a third strike, you don't know if he's ringing up. The kid said something, a curse word, and a called about the strike. He didn't throw him out of the game, and the other umpire was upset that he didn't. And his logic was, if I threw him out tonight, he's not playing in the state tournament next week. That's when he broke one of the unwritten rules of baseball there yeah. because you don't argue balls and strikes. Do you agree with that one? Because I told him I did agree with his call. I, I, not knowing the whole situation, I agree with the decision. I disagree with how he got there. Playing in the state championship has nothing to do with it for me. If this was the first kids, the, the kids' first warning, it was. Then, then I would go over between innings and speak to his coach. I would institute a warning to him and to the other coach. And I'd let it dissipate that way. Um, but I'd say if this happens again, I, I, because the, because no warnings were given, I, I feel like that you handle that in a situation with that gravity in that manner. That's pretty much what my buddy did. And, his, <clears throat> and, and it wasn't a scene between him and the, the, the other members of his crew. But, you know, the other members of the crew pointed out to him, that's that's by the rule book. You he should have been tossed, but I agree. That's, and that's why that's, my my buddy went to his coach and said, "Anything else he's tossed, I don't care about the state tournament." Yeah, blah. And he and the kid he said acted perfect the rest of the yeah. game. So I yeah. would tend to agree with you. It's funny how that stuff gets interpreted, even between high profile umps. I mean, it's at a high school level, but you don't make it to yeah. call. 
Yeah. Oh, the private state play at the regional or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's a big you're, deal. You're playing, you're calling, you're behind the plate in the state regional playoffs. Right. With a top 10 nation right. team in the nation. Uh, right. that, that's, you know, I, I would have felt the gravity in that situation. And I've been there. I mean, as a player, I've been there. Uh, and, and, you know, it is, it's, there's, there's a lot of weight behind that. So, um, pivot back on point. Talk about a lot of weight. <clears throat> little little pun here. How about the big dog? <laughs> How about Ross Stripling and what is his last start for the Toronto Blue Jays to, last night? Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of read your notes, and I think yeah. feels feel stronger <laughs> that Manoa is, yeah. Manoa is getting that position. Uh, Stripling is a journeyman at best, and – uh, what does Toronto want to do with their season and how did they get there? And what does Ross Strobling bring to that staff? You know, the thing about Stripling is, is he, he once point at one point he had a, uh, you know, a, a fairly high pedigree. Um, but, but the thing about Manoa and the thing about, you know, it, it's funny because people always wonder like how I come to my conclusions with prospects um, because I'm pretty definitive in who I like and who I don't. I think you know that, right? Yeah. I, one of the biggest indicators, and you as an SEC fan can kind of appreciate that, what kind of competition did you play? And when I look at Alec Manoa, being a West Virginia grad, you're talking about a kid, a Miami kid, who is is, is a big, big fella, Right. Uh, and and throws the ball hard, and his command and his control with his fastball and his slider alone make him viable. He's very um, Huascar Anoa like in that manner, right? But he's developing this curveball. He's developing this changeup. They're kind of a work in progress. But the thing is, Manoa's fastball, slider, one two are elite level. They're front of the rotation level. Right now. I think Manoa steps in and is this SP2 behind Ryu the rest of the year. So has the call-up been official? No. Just rumor. That's what I thought. I thought you were really stepping out. I don't think the uh, Absolutely I am. But but here's the thing. It's I'm stepping out, but it's a it's a calculated step out, Randall. Uh, I'm following you. The, the, the step out is they moved Manoa's start up a day to sync up with Stripling's start. That's the calculated decision. Okay. I think they were giving Stripling one more opportunity. And I, I also feel like Stripling's the plan B next sixth day, whatever, right? Right. But I think Manoa gets called up tomorrow. How much uh in a in a uh in a auction style lead? With a fab of a hundred dollars, uh, how much would you place? And now I said a hundred dollar fab, so maybe that 
I know some places you. That's all right, thousand. Yeah, whatever. Um, I, I would, I would put, I, I would feel comfortable. See that, and that's the other part, right? It depends on. So, so we have waivers that run Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? right. It depends on when your waivers go. But if you're a once a week thing, I'd feel comfortable putting half of my fab down. Really, that's that's think, major. Think Ian Anderson plus. I, I I would had no problem with spending half of it on Ian Anderson last year. He's that imposing on the mound. So the, what what separates him from a guy like Ian Anderson? Is the frame the six? I think he's six seven, six eight, something like that. Right. Uh, you look at the big pitchers, right? You you look at the Tyler Glass nows. You look at the Zach Wheelers. You look at these these Lance Lens, these tall guys. That the release point is closer to the plate when they release. It almost gives a deceptive of the ball going up when it gets across the plate. Manoa is a lot like that because of his length. So a 92 or 93 all of a sudden when it's coming out of his hands looks like 96 or 97. Right. So that's why he's the addition that Toronto needs without going out and spending in the free agent market. This is a big deal. You remember Jordan Alvarez two years ago, right? Right. You remember who was all over him? Yep. Remember who had him? Me. <laughs> remember who got him? You. <laughs> this is the same type of deal. Th this doesn't come along every year. And while group speak is talking about Wander Franco. The thinkers are looking at Alec Manoa. Do you think do you think that there's a possibility well is this based on him June first or it right that a uh, okay he, he, because the one-two works. The one-two's his foundation. He has control and command as his fastball and his slider every time out. The other stuff, it's like Shohei, right? Shohei, you know you got his fastball, you know you got a splitter. The curveball, the changeup, meh. But when he's in trouble, what's he go to? That one, too. It's the same thing with Manoa. What's your record prediction the rest of the year? Oh, man. That's tough. I think he can win 10 games. I think I think 10, 10 and 3. I, I think his ERA is under 2. I think his case per nine are over nine. That'll right. do it, right? That'll, That'll do, do it, it right? Yep. Yeah. So can I talk about one more prospect? Because I didn't talk about him tonight. Okay, go ahead. 
And this is – I'm throwing you a curveball. You know I like to do that. I made a move in my big money league. Uh-huh. And it's in anticipation. Because we're in that super two type of, time of year, right? I talked about Wander Franco. And this is one of those leagues where you can keep one minor league player. So Wander Franco's taken. McKenzie's score's taken. I made a power move, Randall. I picked up Vidal Brujan. And I'm going to have to play him next week, even if he doesn't get called up. But then after that, I can put him in a minor spot until he does get called up. Randall, I think he gets called up next week. Before Wander. Have you, uh, are you a, I don't know if I can get this to crazy? focus. <laughs> Am I crazy? No, yes. this, this is one of the secret websites I have. And our, our articles dated today uh, that just says stash for, and, and it's your boy, but yeah. it says yeah. pick, it, pick him up today and stash him for next week. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's one of those things where if, if you, I mean, is he lost in the Wander Franco hype a little bit? If he was on another team, would he would he would he have his would he have more hype? I like Vidal Bruhan for the same reason that I liked Bobachet. Bobachet was able to have Vlad Guerrero Jr. benefit him in a couple of different ways. Right. One, he was able to absorb the work ethic, the approach, the thought process that Vlad has. Right. But two, he was always kind of like that little brother, the guy that didn't get the attention that kind of drove him to be what he is. I think you're seeing the exact same thing with Wander Franco and Vidal Bruhan. Bruhan reminds me of Bo Bichette, except for he's a hell of a lot faster. And he can start today in any of your three outfield positions. He can play five positions on the field easily. Remind me again. Who's playing in the outfield for Tampa Bay? You got me on that one. Uh, so you got Arizona. Yeah, one player on You got there. Meadows. Who they've been DHing a lot. But then you're looking at guys like Kevin Kiermeyer. You're looking at guys like um the not nearly it's not a roadblock for Bruhan. No. Um I mean you everybody knows the one real power uh, well, everybody knows Meadows. Right. Everybody knows the one Arizona. But, I mean, Tampa's a rough team. I mean, I struggle with even knowing – when I play DFS, if uh, a fellow friend of our Lou's Landers posts his daily hot picks and he has Tampa on there, I have to go look at their lineup. It's just not hey, a lineup that jumps out to me. It, it, I'll tell you one thing, and this is this is a DFS gold. If Mike Broussard's playing and he's hitting the middle of that lineup, play, play him. Play him. Play him. 
I don't need to look at splits. If he's hitting third, fourth, or fifth, you play his behind. But but that's the thing. So, like, we're talking about a guy with Bruhan. You like Chaz Chisholm? Yeah. This kid's more talented than Jazz Chisholm. That's the type of player we're talking about. If there's a challenge in my mind of rookie of the year for Alec Manoa, it's this guy. Well, um, so on the other front. Yeah, I knew you are going to do this to me. I made a move in one of my leagues today. Okay. I picked up Drew Waters. Love it. Who has been on fire for the Atlanta yeah. Braves. And I think they desperately need his bat in the outfield after the after the failed Pache Pate uh, debacle. So I'm with you. I think I think next week we see a flood of rookies coming up. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I like Drew Waters a lot. Um, as much as I didn't like Pache coming up, um, I, I, I feel exactly the opposite of Drew Waters. Um, I feel like he provides a little bit more pop. Um, he might not be as fast as Pache is, but I feel like he's a better base runner than Pache is. He gets um, a I, much better jump. Yes. That's what I've been able to see. So so I really I'm excited for for that opportunity for him. Another guy in the in the National League that I'm really keeping my eye on. There's a bunch of them. Uh, but one guy in particular is um JJ Blade. Yeah. I, you know, you're looking same thing as um as Bruhan. You're looking at a situation in, in Miami. Um can you tell me who their outfielders are? The Braves cast off Duval. Uh, well, yeah, and I'm still sick. He's hitting 416 this last 15 He's, days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's about all I got. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Corey Dickerson. Corey Dickerson, yeah. Um, and the center fielder is um, is it Margot or is that Tampa? Those Florida teams confuse me. I think it's Margot in Miami. Yeah. Anyway, it's um, it's it's not terribly uh, intimidating. I don't think it. Is. I think Margot's in Tampa, but I could be wrong. It, the, again, those two confuse me. Um, fact of the matter is, Blade is a middle of the lineup type of guy. Um, if you know, if you're looking at a situation where a guy like Corey Dickerson's holding him, holding him up. He just more moved Corey Dickerson. Blade is a true right fielder. He, he has that profile, but he's a middle of the lineup type of bat. And I don't see him maybe not next week, maybe the week after, but I feel like he gets an early call. So do you think, cause I read an article today, and, uh, you know, I'm one of the old school guys. We've talked about it. I still read newspapers. Mm-hmm. And I still love newspaper-type articles that basically said if this was any other year that 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 these kids would have got, you know, f- you know, 120 at-bats by now in a regular minor league season. Right. That they would be a flood of them on June 1st. But there may be some hesitation – that, uh, you know, you lead an, a player or an extra, maybe you see July 4th call-ups. Do you think this is going to 
you know, because it's the service time thing that starts too. Mm -hmm. This is going to slow down maybe some call-ups, or do you think we see the same number in June 1st of call-ups in a normal year? I think it's case by case. Yeah. It really depends on the player. Um, it depends on what, what their trajectory is, whether or not, you know, were they at the alternate site last year? Were they already advanced and where they were? That's the other part of it. There was no minor league ball last year. Yeah. I mean, these, None. Some, of the, some of these, uh, these 50 have played in a year and a yeah. half. All of them have a played in a year and a half. Yeah. It's uh it's crazy. Um, so, so, you know, when you're looking at a guy like, you know, just drawing names on O'Neill Cruz who has played some minor league ball, but really is missing that upper minor league experience. I think it affects him. Whereas you look at a guy like Nick Lodolo, um, a, a pitcher from the Reds, mm -hmm. who has that um, high college experience, who has that um, little bit of taste of minor league ball, albeit not much. I don't think it affects him as much as it would a guy like Cruz. So right. I think it just depends on where they are in their develop, developmental stage. Um, obviously, it depends a lot on their per, particular work ethic um, and who they surround themselves with. So I, that's a question that I don't feel like you can really give a true answer to. So but, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, but I was just going to say, but that said, you know, a guy like Otley Rutschman, a guy like Shay Langoliers, I'm not worried too much about those guys. Uh. I have a friend who has Mike Trout, Sterling Marte, and a couple of other, <laughs> couple of other outfielders on the DL. Byron Buxton. Yeah, that's sitting on Bobby Witt. Do we think we see yeah. Bobby Witt on June 1? No. No. I, th I don't think so either. But Yeah, I, I, I think that um, if you look at what the Royals are doing, um, they are gearing up for late 2022 early 2023. Um, but that said, they, there's some guys that they've brought up um, that, that are intriguing, you know, that do have a little bit of um, potential to them. I'm looking at a guy like Daniel Lynch, um, you know, that, where if things break right, he could have a good year. Right. I'm just looking at some names. That's one of the ones at the top of the list. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, when you look at what their lineup is, um, you're looking at a guy like Jorge Soler, Whit Merrifield, um, you know, that they've got established veterans in place that they're just trying to field a team that they could build upon and kind of figure out a lot like the Cubs are right. Figure out who makes sense and who doesn't. I said it at eight o'clock. Chris Bryant, you have to keep. Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't that way until we, he did what he did. You know, he's earned his keep this first forty games in this season. Uh, and let's give a shout out to Ray Ray. Uh, to Ray Ray. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Called. He's like Chris Bryant is back. He's going to yeah. hit thirty yeah. and hit two eighty. And and my boy Ray Ray called that. And yeah. And, and and he has. I mean, we're uh, you'll probably see Ray Ray Tuesday on the nice on the uh, the other show. So I'm hoping to get him on. Uh, he just finished up his little league season, which how great's that? So yeah, we'll probably see Ray Ray get guys going to get his follow up on Chris Bryant. Awesome, awesome. So 
I know we had other baseball stuff to talk to, but we're about halfway through the show, and I know you want to talk about football. I know I want to talk about football. Selfishly. Anything you want to wrap up? How about Albert Pujols? Oh, I do have some strong feelings about Pujols. Let me I, – I, I, I think it is genius what the L.A. Dodgers yeah. did with Pujols. So I went, and my first – instinct was when we kind of talked about this. I pulled Max Muncie and Albert Pujols' righty lefties breakdown for this year. Mac, Max Munoz is hitting 205 against lefties right now. Yeah. Albert Pujols is hitting 300 against lefties yeah. and a buck 60 against righties. Right. Also in 36 at-bats, he has two home runs. He's at nine extra base hits. Plus, I think with the injuries they have suffered, Pujols' calming veteran effect on that clubhouse is invaluable. I still think I think the Angels would have been happy with Pujols to go into a platoon role, but Pujols, yeah. is, Pujols is much more satisfied to go into a platoon role with a, a World Series contender and this gives him a legit Defending shot. World Series champion. Yeah, it gives him a le- legit shot to win a World Series out the door. And the Dodgers, everybody forgets they lost Rayos. So that's yeah. depth at first. Corey Bellinger really isn't available to play first. Well, he's going to play outfield when he comes back. Yeah, but, I mean, they have substituted there a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. I, no, I, I, I'm all for it. Yeah. OPS. 800 yeah. versus lefty. They got a top 25 left-handed bat into their lineup, who is, frankly, past his prime. He's slow, still plays decent defense, and you he don't need motivated. to see – Yeah, you don't need to see right-handed pitching only in certain situations. Yeah. I, could, I, I, I think it's great. And, and you know, I, you're spot on. It's one of those things where the best part about it is the Angels are paying him $23 million. The Dodgers are paying him 450000 Right. And, he's, and- he's, he's a anchor in the center of that lineup when he plays. He hits four and plays first for the next three years for the Dodgers. Bellinger can play outfield just fine. Pools is the Dodgers' first baseman for the next three years. I'd like. We think about them apples. I would like to see that. And you know, it's a situation where you're absolutely right. You you can sub in and out him and Muncie or him and Bellinger or whoever the heck you Rios or whoever you want. It doesn't matter. But I feel like he's a guy on a mission. Well, the art of the platoon is missing in the major leagues right now in a lot of places. Guys don't want a platoon. You remember the great platoon players of our era, like Bobby Mercer. When you played the Yankees, you knew you were going to get Bobby Mercer if you threw a left-hander out there. If you threw a right-hander, you're probably going to get Oscar Gamble. The Braves made a living in their uh, 90s with having a platoon outfield. Mm -hmm. That art. And I don't criticize the players of today like some people do. But 
they don't want to platoon. They don't. Yeah. They want to play 160 games. Yeah. Man, I mean, if you can hit left-handed pitching and you can get 300 at-bats, and there's a living out there for you, you just might not play every day, you know? Well, listen, Albert Pujols doesn't need a paycheck. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, and, he's, do, he's doing it for the love of the game and just to kind of prove his naysayers. So you want to know how good his career is? Yeah. 600 home runs, 300 hits, more than one World Series championship. The list has one guy on it, Albert Pujols. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. Garen won one. Bonds never won one. You know, he's, he's listen, he's the best player of my lifetime. I, I think so. I, I, I'm a little older than you, so yep. I, I, I guess I date back. I call but you, you, you didn't see Hank Aaron in his prime. I didn't, but I did see the telling end of some of those late. Uh, I caught the whole career of like Pete Rose and, and Johnny Bench and, to me, uh, and, and Mike Schmidt, Mike Schmidt's one that's hard for me to not put in that. Of the guys since I've been an adult that's come into a major league, like I was an adult with a job buying rookie Albert Pujols cards. Right. And that was the first guy I collected after my adult life started, you know. He is the best call-up. I guess he came up in about two, 1999. 2000 somewhere around there and um he's he's the best call up how about this he's the best baseball player of this century so far no doubt no so doubt. yeah i'm still i'm still hung up on willie mays ben and i got to see willie mays for like one year so i'm still hung yeah. up on it listen can i just tell you something the other angle thursday nights at 10 iLogic media Ain't this great? Yeah, I love it. I love talking it. So, so we're, we're at the halfway mark. We've talked baseball to this point. I want to lead off strong in football. And you're just the man for the job. I am the man for this job. I'm going to give you eight quarterbacks. All right. I want you to rank them. Okay. And those quarterbacks are all of the relevant first and second year quarterbacks. All right. So we're talking about – Trevor Lawrence, we're talking about Trey Lance, we're talking about Josh Fields, we're talking about Mac Jones, okay. we're talking about Joe Burrow, we're talking about um, Tua, 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 Tua. Uh, we're talking about Herbert, and we're talking about, I know I'm missing one. Who's the last one I'm missing? Uh, Jalen Hurts. Herbert. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I didn't yeah. say Jalen Hurts. Okay. I want you to rank those guys for me. Okay. I'm going to – and we're talking from a fantasy perspective, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to give you and – and a little bit of a shocker, I'm going to give you Herbert one. Mm. I'm going to give you Burroughs two mm-hmm. because I don't know how the knee is. I think Burroughs may be October coming back. And, and so, so, so the clean bill of health, ready to go for week one. You Burles think that's – You think that's how Bubba Blue. Yeah, you want to yeah. see it first. Yeah, I want to. He I comes wanna... out in week one or week two of the preseason and lights it up. He, jumps. he jumps ahead of Harbor at that point. Okay. Okay. And uh, I, I'm I'm fully comfortable with that. And I let me uh 
Let me just make sure I got all my guys here. I don't have a list, but I'm going to do it off the top of my head. Oh, I okay. can repeat it too. I got it. Uh, three. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. Love it. Four. I'm going to why? Go. Wait, why? Why him no. over Tua? Why him over Lawrence? Uh, I the legs. I, I I still think we're on track to rush close to 500 yards. That's an extra 50 points in his profile. So those extra 50 points compares to an extra 1,200 yards in the air. Uh, Lawrence, I don't know. I don't know what that offense is going to look like. Uh, also, I'll remind you, Peyton Manning threw 29 interceptions his rookie year. It's a yeah. tough job. Yeah. Um, okay. A tough job. So, so we've got three. After those three, who would it? So you got Burrow, you got Herbert, you got Hurts. Or, or vice versa on one, two, sorry. Depending. Would, number four is? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, number four. Yes. Even uh, given the not certain of the offense, not sure. Um, yeah, uh, because I do – I mean, I'm breaking down Jalen. Pure talent, right? Yeah, I'm breaking down Jalen Hurts, which I, I know – I think I know the upside there. Uh, I don't know that Tua Tyler – I'm still of the – I'm much higher than most people are on Tua's career. Right, right. I'm still of the point that I we have not seen a healthy Tua in the NFL. If you – and I happen to be watching that game. I agree. I agree. That was a devastating injury he felt yeah. last year. I am of the belief that Tua should not have seen the field last year. So I think Tua should be listed as the – uh, we should have never seen Tua last year, but I'll go ahead and I'll put Tua there because I think he plays get five with, years in. Yeah, behind Lawrence. Behind so Lawrence. so let, me, let me ask you this: the the hesitancy hesitancy last year that you saw him throwing off of his back leg a lot, not planning into that throw on a half roll. Yep, you think that's directly related absolutely to his hip injury absolutely i don't so you're saying this year you expect him to come out and have that issue resolved i expect him to be better so let me let me give you the reason i Fair. think i think last year it wasn't a it wasn't a fear factor that kept him from doing that i think it was a health. mobility health issue preventative I think, yeah i think this year he learns his body again Right. I think this is a kid that really is going to learn his body again. Now, I said this on another show. I put a lot of faith in Nick Saban. I hate Nick Saban, right. but I put a lot of faith in him. He's looked at these three quarterbacks every day yeah. of the week and said, this is the best quarterback, and I'm going to start him. So I watched Tua in person. His athleticism is impressive. It, it is. And I think Tua is Drew Brees. And I, I think last year – they try to put a square break. You know, he's a six-foot precision passer that doesn't have that huge arm that needs so to learn. So he's an underneath type of guy. Yeah, he needs to He needs to play in the right offense. As, as opposed to – Is know, he like, in the right offense, Randall? I don't know. I, I want to see him this year, and I'll tell you. I will not have Tua stock probably. And, and the only reason I say I won't have Tua stock is – it's not that I don't think Tua could have a decent year, but where folks are drafting Tua, I'll never reach to that and draft him there. Right. Uh, I just won't have Tua stock. 
let me let me ask you this, and I want to pivot back to this, but I want to I want to pivot away from it for a second. Rank these three quarterbacks. Okay. Hertz, Tua, Kyler Murray. Murray, Hertz, Tua. Ooh. That hurts. If I was <laughs> drafting in a dynasty league, I might switch Hertz, Hertz mm. and Tua. Interesting. Uh, in a redraft league, I would definitely have Tua behind Hertz at this point. The only thing that makes me li- a little nervous about Hertz. You want me to answer that? Yeah. I'm going to go Hertz, Murray, Tua. I understand your philosophy. I think Kyler Murray, I think this is his breakout year. And watching him last year. He's so talented. He is. And I don't think they ever got it right. And I'm not sure he had uh, – let's let's not – D-Hop is a great wide receiver. Larry Fitzgerald, Kenyon Drake, I don't know if he had all the right pieces. And they've kind of remade that – They've remade that offense more for a Kyler Murray friendly offense. I will have Kyler Murray stock, and I think he's the third quarterback off the board. So that's where I'm really comfortable drafting a quarterback, to be honest. I don't know if I'm going to reach up for the Patrick Mahomes, which you've got to reach into the second, third round, you know? Two, two things. You're probably going to get him. <laughs> You're probably going to get him just, just giving yeah. you it. Um, uh, but but the other thing is, you know, um, I, I I want your thoughts on this. I'm going to say this as easily as I can. Okay. I see a lot of comparison between Murray and Robert Griffin the third. I agree with that. Um, and, and and let me just finish this. I feel like if Robert Griffin the third would have learned how to properly slide, you're looking at a top five quarterback still for a lot of years. Still, yeah. I, I the strange things about Griffin's career, and you know about this. I was in an accident. I was in a coma most of Griffin's career. I missed the guy's whole peak. While I was so in good. the hospital. So good. But he was, I remember I woke, I was up um, and I came out. And then someday I'm going to tell that story on off the record, the whole story of the, the coma and stuff. But I remember at the end of the year, I had woken up and I was watching some football and I watched that last game of the year. Oh, and it was so memorable. Brutal. It was, it just, you just felt like you were watching this kid's life end. Yeah, on the field, and and um, it's a shame, man. It's a real shame. He he had a better arm than Lamar Jackson. I don't care what. He's a better does. football player than Lamar Jackson. Absolutely, and, and I don't think it's close. Uh, anyway, let's pivot back just to keep it. So so we're at five, right? Yep. You got Herbert Burrow or Burrow Herbert. You got Hertz. Yep. You got Lawrence. You got Tua. Yes. You got three quarterbacks left in the first and second year draft. I I would I would put Wilson next in a redraft league, but if it was Dynasty, I would have already said the name Justin Fields. So yeah. I think I think Wilson has to play for New York next year. 
Um, then I'd, I would finish it up. Well, hold on. Let me stop you. Okay. You said if it was Dynasty, you'd have already mentioned the name Justin Fields. Yes. So it's Dynasty. Uh, where, do you, where, where does Justin Fields go? Ahead of Here? Tua. Here. Ahead, ahead, ahead of Tua. Yes. Ahead of Tua. One spot. So you, ha so you have Justin Fields as your sixth quarterback yes, in second, a dynasty. Second best in this class. I think that in dynasty, I would rank mm -hmm. him ahead of Wilson and, and Lance. Okay. I, I'm, I'm totally – we're really close on this. I, I, like just don't, I just don't think he's going to get the snaps this year to be – I think. Uh, see, and I disagree with you. I think he does get the snaps. If he does, then it's, it's a push right there at five. Yeah, it's close. It's close. Uh, and I, the reason why I say that he gets the snaps, Nagy's job depends on it. And, and, and it, this hire is so important to his career. I, I agree. He he is he is the perfect quarterback for um, Trap Montgomery. Yeah, he's the perfect quarterback. Because they can run that little Iowa State crap where you can, you know, run the half rolls. You can hit the tight ends. This is a really – I'll tell you, the Bears have been a tragedy for most of the last half century. They really did a good job on this draft. They did. The only reason I think we see Phil's I think, – I think they have to – if it Dalton's goes – terrible. If it goes terrible at any point, we see fails. Dalton's awful. He is. He, I invested in him last year when Dak got hurt, and I will never do it again. He's all. He, he's 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 game manager at best. At that, best, he's game manager. And that passed him by because Dallas offense is a Cadillac, and he made it into a jalopy. Seventy-six Mar Maverick. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I totally – so let's finish this. I like – Dynasty, dynasty, <sighs> last two. I like Jones over Lance. Okay. I, I It's it's hard about, to make – Same for redraft? Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they can play I, – I think – I don't know how no they – say it. Lance doesn't play this year. I don't. I don't see how they do. Is that and, where you're going? Yeah. Okay. And, and I don't think Mac Jones plays much. Much. Um, I like both of those guys. Interestingly enough, have great coaches. I'm a real believer in Kyle. I Shanahan. agree. I agree. Uh, and, and those are the guys. You like McDaniel's? I, I do. I, I. I don't think he. I think he learned a lot by failing in the NFL. Right. Yep. Miami is a rocket ship if they get – and, you know, they've had two great drafts. They're loaded for next year's draft. Right. They've, they've played this very smart. Right. And I think their only question with Tua was they made sure they had the right guy, I think. And I think now they're comfortable they have the right guy. The Tua family is a little different. I don't know if you know the whole story, but I don't. They're Samoan, and the right. dad still run. And in their culture, this is nothing offensive to their culture, 
but it is a different culture where your elders are still in charge of your life until they pass. So when Tua signed with Miami, his whole family moved to my, or, or Tua signed with Alabama, his whole family moved to Alabama. Right. When he went to Miami, his parents went there. Right. There is some comfort level in that life for him being surrounded by the same family. And Samoan, it's a very family tradition. Um, and I do think I do think it took him a while to get used to being in Miami. I, I think that's fair. And I think the other fair part of that is, you know, to to live the lifestyle of a uh, premier donna quarterback. Whether yeah. you want it or not, you're getting it, right? Yeah. Um, so so let let me ask you this. And I know the answer. I know the answer to one of them. Mac Jones sits a year, Trevor Lance or Trey Lance sits a year. Give me comps coming into year two. What do you expect out of them? I expect when Mac Jones to play, he plays at a high level. Just because the only comp we have is Tom Brady. Tom Brady went and set for a year and a half. And I, I'm not saying Mac Jones has Tom Brady talent, but Tom Brady in the second year coming off the bench was one of the most prepared quarterbacks I've ever seen. Mac Jones is a insatiable worker, according to his offensive coordinator, who Steve Starskeesian said he got more in in 17 games with Mac Jones than he did with any quarterback in the history of his career, right. which he was in L.A. with the Barkleys and the Sanchez's and those guys. So you have a sensational, hardworking coach with a driven Hardworking player, I expect, once Mac Jones get, gets it, and I don't know if that'll come in year one, year two, year three, but once Mac Jones gets it in New England, he will play at a very high level. Okay, before we move on to Trey Lance, I'm going to give you two players. Okay. Tell me how far off, I'm, how far off I am on the comps. I, okay, I do have a comp. You give me yours first. Yep. Player one. Kurt Warner. Uh, so let me tell you who I think is very close to Kurt Warner, but not as good. And he took a lot of grief in his career. Tony Romo. And I think, yeah. I think that's kind of top end is Kurt Warner, bottom end, Tony Romo. That's the guy I had in my head. That's kind of my range. I also came up with a motivated Jay Cutler, but that's very clearly when he was motivated. Yeah, so first off, have you seen the Lego bits that they do on Mac Jones? <laughs> no, I haven't. I've heard they're hilarious. They are. They talk about him looking like the Lego guy from the Lego movie. <laughs> he does, <Yeah>. though. <laughs> um, the, the other guy he kind of reminds me of, and, and I just come from – from a perspective of quick release out of the pocket, get the ball out of his hands fast, uh, is Drew Brees. Yeah. Well, and my guy gets underrated, but I, I think maybe the biggest comp for Mac Jones is Matt Ryan. Yeah. I, I mean, I really see them being the same kind of quarterback. Both of them are okay athletes. Neither one of them have great arms, but they seem like guys that's really worked themselves into that position. Right, right. How about Trey Lance? God, that is such a realm of outcomes. The high end I see him being 
a elite top 10 type quarterback. I don't see Trey Lance. I don't have the same grade on Trey Lance that the 49ers do. Right. He was my fourth quarterback. So on the high end, let's go with, uh, let's go with somebody that, that Shanahan worked with that he had great success with. Kirk Cousins in Washington, not Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Right. Uh, Robert Griffin in Washington, who had Kyle Shanahan as a coordinator at one point. Can he can he do that? Um, I, I, that that would be the best end of it. Uh, the worst end of it would be he's from North Dakota State, and the moment's too big for him, and I'm, that's yeah. a fear I have. So what are your thoughts on a comp of Donovan Minahan? Uh The best end, yes. Yes, very much. Well, right, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, I saw Donovan McNabb play at Syracuse. Boy, what a player. Ironically, I did too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I saw him a couple times. Him and Marvin Harrison. Tennessee and Rob Conrad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Tennessee cheated them out of a game to win the national championship. They yeah. won, which they got beat. <laughs> hey, and folks, the carrier don't have don't have air conditioning. If you ever go, just for the record. <laughs> okay, can I give you one other comp before we get off of it? Absolutely, please. And it's from I gave him this comp my his sophomore year in high school. As I said on the other show, I was Trevor Lawrence's first rivals recruiter. I gave you him his first that, comp. Yeah. yeah. The comp that I wrote for Trevor Lawrence that night, and I talked to his dad and his brother after that, was Drew Bledsoe. And I still think that's his comp. He's a little more athletic Drew Bledsoe, but he's got that kind of arm. Yeah. And for the folks that don't for, that forget, if you look up the top 10 passing yards in NFL history, Mr. Bledsoe is number nine or 10 right now. Yeah. So, uh, Washington that was, State, right? Great quarterback was yeah. – uh, could have probably won the Super Bowl without Brady that year and uh, with yeah. England. No, you're right. I agree. That that's interesting. Um, who's hurts for my job? Hurts. Uh, I want I want hurts to be Steve McNair so bad because I'm a Steve, I'm a, I'm a Steve McNair fan. Yeah, I bet I'm you are. I'm also a Jalen Hurts fan. Yeah, and uh, I saw I saw McNair. Play in college at Malcorn State. I also saw him play in the only Super Bowl I've ever been to was the Rams and the Titans. And uh I, I fell in love with Steve McNair, even though I'm a not I'm not a Titans fan. But I think that's the very upside of it. On the downside of it, I think he is athletic enough to be a good quarterback, but I really believe that he is now possesses an NFL ready arm. Yeah, I hope. I really. Oh, I think. Here's my comp. A right-handed Steve Young. That's high praise there. And and again, this is a kid that lost his starting job to Tua. And took it like a man. And took it like a man. And um, walked away and said, I'm going to get better. And kicked butt in Oklahoma. Yeah, and, and, and said, and took the criticism on the way out the door that your arm and your throwing motion is bad and went and learned how to throw NFL style 
How many people what? laughed at this kid when the Eagles took him in the second round? I mean, it was a joke. Let me tell. Let me ask you this question: What's Kelly Bryant doing? It's good. That's a very, very good question. Uh, he was at Missouri last scene. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's my point. Like, Hurts could have gone away. Yeah. Well, and Kelly Bryant wasn't just at Missouri. He was Kelly, good. They kicked Kelly, the, they kicked our butt one year with him. Yeah, well, Kelly Bryant inherited Drew Locke's team from Missouri. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, he had tools too. Yeah. And he couldn't get to the next level. Right. Jalen Jalen Hurts when he left Alabama was probably a sixth round draft choice. Right. Well, and he it, handled that with such class. And his work ethic to me, again, being a Big 12 guy, yep. seeing what he did week in and week out with that team, yes, it was a good team. I'm not saying that it wasn't a good team. But fact of the matter is, he put the work in. Yeah, He and led by example. He got better. He did the things he needed to do to be an NFL starter. And I think this is – I love the quote. I don't know if you saw this. I saw this on Bleacher Report today. Talking about a quarterback competition. And his, you know what his response to that was, Randall? No, uh, I can imagine, but I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. He said, Rents due at the first of the month. I don't plan on missing any payments. That's, that's Jalen Hurts. I love that. I love that. That's the player I want to cheer for. I have very few collectibles in my house other than Tennessee and stuff I do in for an investment. One of the things I have on my wall in my room is a picture of Tua Hurts and Mac Jones post-national championship. And, I, I mean, Alabama, you know how Tennessee fans feel yeah. about Alabama. Right. I have so much respect for all three of those young men. I've become fans of kids. and right. These are kids to me. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I don't care if Mac Jones went to Alabama. I don't care if Tua went to Alabama. Right. I cheered very hard against them. Those three kids are just good kids. Good kids. Kids. Yeah. You want your kids to grow up to get those kind of lists. And from all indication and knowing Trevor Lawrence's family, same kind of kid. Yep. I, I mean, it's amazing. Good kids grow up at the ball field. Your dad is a coach knows that. So, 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 so we got 20 minutes left. All right. I, I, I got to ask this question. What happens with Deshaun Watson? It's a, It's been a question I've tried to avoid, on, but I finally talked about it on one of the programs. I think his career is over. Yeah. Um, and the reason being is, Chappie, um, I do not know if Deshaun – and I'll say this. I, I don't know if he's guilty or innocent. And I don't offer up whether he is or not. He will have his day in court just like everyone else will get. But where there's smoke, there's fire. At 23, 24 accusations. It's, it's a, a lot. You see a serial pattern occurring. Right. Uh, this is another kid from Atlanta that you thought was a great kid and by all means lived a great life. But there's a pattern, and I, that's what I said on the other show. There's a disturbing pattern to Deshaun Watson right now. So – my question, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I, I think just, I just I'm shocked by it, really. Well, really... so so you know me. You know I like to 
go past what everybody else is talking about. I try yeah. to do that's like my goal. It doesn't make a difference to you that this is at a um, rub and tug type place. It does. It's repetitive. Yeah, it becomes it becomes an issue to me that somewhere in those, and I do think it's a it's it's probably a place I wouldn't be uh, going, and and we all know what people go there for, right? But somewhere in the pattern of twenty three, twenty four complaints is the one legit. No, don't do this. That he it's went a common far. theme. Yeah, it's a common theme. Uh, you know, and there was some, and I hate to bring this up, but you know, Bob Kraft got caught up in a yeah. one accusation similar to this, and and I don't put any difference in a team owner and a player, right? But it was at one kind of unique situation, and you can go, okay, maybe you got a false accuser, maybe, maybe, and you know, it's patterns that bother me, and just like so, you're saying. You have you're you're more willing to look past uh, Robert Kraft and his one issue than you are, and it's, it makes sense. Deshaun Watson's twenty, whatever it is. I just think it's easier for one person to make accusations than it is for that twenty are, people. Right. right. I, if twenty people tell me the same story, I generally tend to believe it. Right. And again, we are not judge or juries. He will get his day in court. Right. And, and you know, if he's innocent, shame on the. If he is innocent, shame on the people right now that's accusing him. I'll I'll put I, it that way. I just can't see it. I, I, I just can't, can't see it. So you don't think he takes one more snap in the NFL? I do not, unless he wow. finds, you know, some major saving grace. I that's a that's a hot take. Yeah, I don't see. But it. But I think it's right. I think you're the make. You're saying the right thing. If so, if, if Michael Vick lost three years of his career over dog for his fighting, charge, right? And, and dog fighting's hideous. It's and it, absolutely, it, absolutely, and it's ridiculous. But a value of a uh, we do not protect. And I, I'm going to say it. This is not Chappie's opinion. This is the Chappie. This is Randall's opinion of a daughter, eleven year old daughter. If you do not protect the female and respect the female of our species then you don't deserve to play in the NFL or any other place in society. It, it's a privilege. It is a privilege, yes. So, so oh, man. Um, so do you see this happening? you see this him getting cut? I, I, I'm afraid. So right now it's a uh, – and it's a very sticky situation. It's a, it's a civil situation. Right. I do not see that this can remain a civil situation if, right? If, if twenty three people, yeah, come out. at some yeah. point this has to become a legal issue, right? And these kind of issues carry pretty stiff penalties, as we can see from uh, another well loved, well respected figure in Bill Cosby that now is serving time in a federal prison, and rightly so, right? In his late eighties, or late seventies, early eighties, I mean. Ugh. You've got, you've got, this is just, it's morality. We got to live by it. Right. So what happens in Houston? Uh, I think Davis takes the first, or I think Tyrod Taylor takes the snaps. So, so write these guys, Jeff Driscoll, the rookie Davis and Tyrod Taylor. I, 
it's a hard pick because I'm actually fairly pro Jeff Driscoll. I think he got a little bit of the shaft in some of his stops. Um, I say Taylor takes the first snaps. Driscoll is his backup, and I think Davis was a wasted pick. Not because wow. not because Davis is talent, but Houston will be drafting first next year. And they'll pay and, take quarterback. They can take Howard from North Carolina, and now you've got wasted your only asset. So a third round quarterback. And that screws up that screws up the whole is it the South? AFC yeah. South. I mean because that was that was a contending team. Houston is the largest train wreck in sports right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's a shame because that was a once a uh three years ago was a contending franchise and right. you had and now you don't even wonder why J.J. Watt wanted out or Jadavian Clowney wanted out or DeAndre Hopkins got traded right. for a second-round pick. People said the Hop – Did they waste it? Yeah. And, and, and then they made him the bad guy because they traded him for a second-round pick. He must be a cancer. Right. Maybe they just didn't know how to run an NFL team. Well, and I think that's the problem, right? So – it, it, it's a lot like the Bengals were for years and years and years. Uh, good, good, good example. If you don't fix the leadership, they're just going to keep continue to make bad decisions. It, absolutely. And if you haven't seen the new show, uh, The Dark Side of the Field, the first episode is Chad Okotosinko. Mm-hmm. And you can really see the defun- dysfunction of the Bengals in his, yeah. his era. Now that's changed. That's changed. It, it is. It it's, it's it's not that way now. But for for decades, it was. I mean, from the Boomer Esiason Bengals in the what eighty three, yeah, all the way up through. I mean, just as recent as last year, really. If you want to be honest, I mean, the, the Joe Burrow area era turns the page, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, even the drafting of Joe Mixon was somewhat controversial, right? Someone who had on film yeah. knocked yeah. a girl out previously. Yeah. Okay, 10 minutes, I want to get to this. Give me your give – me, give me some fantasy cores that you're intrigued by going into the 2021 fantasy football season. So I'm going to give you some – I'm going to start in my division. Um, I am very intrigued by adding – one, I think I'm intrigued by Tampa being together two years. Right. I think that offense takes a – folks, I, I am not the Tom Brady fan, but that offense mm-hmm. didn't know what they were doing last year and won the Super Bowl. So I think right. that offense takes leaps and leaps and leaps ahead. Um, I think Kyle Pitts in Atlanta adds intrigue, but Atlanta's not settled yet because I still think Julio can move. Right. Um, hold, on, other, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just one second. Is um, the head coach of Tampa? He's it's escaping my mind. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. Thank you very much. Is he the most underrated fo- football coach in the in NFL history? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. He's a guy that could have won a lot of places and just now getting his opportunity, and was very good at times in Arizona. Yes, I think Barry and in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a, yeah, I mean, he, he's and and Andy. I mean, you know, 
he's a different kind of guy too. Yeah, I mean, totally he, is. Totally. And is. He, he rubs people wrong. He's kind of NFL's version of Mike Leach a little bit. So yeah, he's a great coach. He's arrogant. He is very arrogant. He, he's confident. <laughs> so does it scare you? That Tom Brady says that last year he was just learning the playbook. It does very much so. I think they win the Super Bowl again. I could see. I mean, I gave we did an over and under thing <coughs> on three R's, and I didn't give it. But one of the teams I had wrote down was Tampa at twelve wins. Could Big, they go thirteen wins? Seems possible for that team. Break these three players. Fantasy. Okay. Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. I thought last year was Chris Godwin's year to turn the corner, and he stayed hurt all year. Right. I still think Chris Godwin is the most upside of those three receivers. Mike Evans second. Antonio Brown is a great receiver, but he's there to be. Unfortunately or not, unfortunately, he plays the Deshaun Jackson role in that offense, even though – He's much more of a wide wide receiver one than Deshaun Jackson ever was. Is is Antonio Brown the best wide receiver three in the game? Yes. Ah. Yes. Who are, I, who are you who were you debating with? The Cowboys because yeah, there's an C. D. Lamb. That C D Lamb is is is. is I, I, CD Lamb is probably a year for me saying CD Lamb is the better wide receiver of the two. Uh, this is his second year. Wide receivers seem to come to age in third year. So you know who I'm going to ask about. He would be, yeah, go ahead. Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster. That's the other one that would be right there on my list. And also, I, again, it's how do you break down uh, the Rams, too? Is Cooper Cup your third receiver, oh. or is he not? You know, right. uh, and in Atlanta, is Calvin Ridley your third receiver, or is he not? No, he's not. The way they play him in the slot, he almost—you know what—he plays. He, he, you're right. He's not. Truly, this year, Julio Jones may be your third receiver in Atlanta. That's the scary thing about it. If he's there. Uh, Minnesota. Everything I read, he's not. <laughs> I don't think he will be either. Uh, Kansas City, if you want to include Kels as a – I don't. Uh, a wide receiver. I don't. Possibly. I don't. But the three that I jumped out of my head immediately was Tampa, Dallas, and the Steelers. So, we got five minutes left. I had a really good question I wanted to ask you. I can't remember. What do you got? Uh, one more core that I want to go with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more core I was is the Rams. Yeah. Uh, Robert Woods, the rookie Cooper Cup with Matthew Stafford. I love that team. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and they signed somebody. I can't remember, but look them up. The Cardinals signed somebody. They yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because doing these shows, there's a lot that, you know, a lot going on in our heads, right? I asked you this a couple weeks back. Good. 
I want to ask you as my as my parting question. Okay. Keeper league format, keep four keepers. Okay. You can keep Joe Burrow as an eighth round pick, or you can keep Jalen Hurts as an eighteenth round pick. Yeah. Who are you asking, keeping and why? Uh, you're asking me now after I have completed my rankings. So yeah. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. Do you want to win this year? Is it a win now situation for you? It's a win now, win later. I, I'm, I'm telling you, your best chance to win the league this year is to keep Jalen Hurts. This year, you're saying? Yeah, uh, and maybe for a couple of years. I do think Joe Burrow will become elite. I think Jalen Hurts tops out at that six, seven ranks. I can see the day Joe Burrow is the number one quarterback in the NFL. But – the difference in between one and six when it comes to fantasy football and right. the difference in an eight and 18, I would go with Hertz. Yeah. If because had, of the draft yeah, position. Yeah. That, that would be the biggest reason. And you told and, me Burrow last time. I know I, I've completed my rankings and I actually have Hertz in front of Burrow with my rankings. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I'll probably, I mean, you know, I'm going to ask you this three or four more times. Yeah. I have, but, If you want to know, I have Hertz at nine. Well, and, you know, it's interesting, right? So I, I, I threw this out uh, earlier. Who has a better career? Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts? Only because at this point, I think Kyler Murray is on the verge of a breakout. I'm going to go Kyler Murray. But you see where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know the other quarterback, I would kind of heave back at you for for yeah for Jalen Hurts. I would go. Would you want to keep? Would you want to have Jalen Hurts going for it, or would you want to have Lamar Jackson? Oh, man, Jalen Hurts, no question to me. The, all right, yeah, no question I, to me. I, I got that decision to make in one of my leagues. I'm not a big Lamar Jackson fan. It's just the yardage, man. I mean, he rushes for almost a thousand yards. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it's viable. And I think you're absolutely right for for um, for questioning that. But but fact of the matter is, is I'm still not sold on Jackson as a passer. Uh, uh, and that's going to be my decision, probably. I like Philadelphia's weapons they put around Jalen Hurts this year. Yeah. I really like that. Devonta Smith's a stud. Yeah. So, if we added a ninth quarterback to this discussion. Absolutely. Where would you rank Jordan Love's future? Uh, at the bottom. Do you think so? Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. I don't either, um, but – I, I've got someone that I trust that says Jack, Jordan Love is the next superstar. Really? Yeah, and I'm just like, dude, I just don't see it. And he's like, you didn't see him play at Utah State. And I was like, I didn't. I never watched him play except his bowl game, and he was horrible. Okay. He, he really believes Jordan. He would put Jordan Love probably – he's not very – he's higher on Lance, too, than I am. But he would have Jordan Love probably ahead of Zach Wilson. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 
Yeah, you you do know who I'm talking about. We did the Final Four show together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep I know you're talking about. No, and I mean, you know, I, fair, fair. There might be some West Coast bias there, and that's fine, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's you know, I always say, I always tell people this. I remember seeing Randy Moss at Mountaineer Stadium. You could tell. Right? Instantly. I remember seeing Pat Mahomes at Mountaineer Stadium. You could tell. Instantly. I get it. I get it. I, yeah. The, the whole Utah State, um, South Dakota State thing, that doesn't bother me. It's – I haven't seen the steps. Correct. To show me that it connects. Yep. yep. I need to see – for, for for players from those type of schools, I need to see that step yep. process. And, and you know, if, if the Packers really are banking on him the future, they have pretty got high hopes, I guess. Uh, one other quarterback, and I know we're out of time. I want to ask you because you said it. Yeah. When you see somebody in person, you know yeah. it. Right. You know it 100%. Is there any saving either one of the Pittsburgh Steelers backups right now? No. I don't I and unfortunately I don't think I think Dobbs had the ability to be a good pro, ah. but he's bounced and not ever got settled. I, I just don't see it now. Can, can, and, and we are out of time and I, I do have to work tomorrow, but I do want to finish just with a thought. I was listening to um oh crap, I don't want to get the because it's a Steeler guy. It doesn't matter. It, it might have been uh, Labriola. It might have been. It was one of the main Steeler guys. But he was sitting there talking about, you know, and, and I know you've heard me talk about Ben's injury, right? Yeah. You know what a flexor tendon is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when Ben got injured, he – all five of his – so flexor tendons basically go up to each one of your fingers, right? Right. They, they, they attach at the elbow and they go up to each one of your fingers. All five of them. Snapped off. That surgery's never been done to an NFL quarterback. Never. He came back and did what he did last year with a ragtag offensive line, no running game, no number one receiver. And people are talking about how he's fallen off. Can you think of one quarterback? In the NFL, that's going to feed off of that more than Ben Roethlisberger. Nah, he's good. He'll be fine. Is he a top five quarterback next year? Backside. Backside's where I have him. I have him sixth, seventh in that area. That's fair. So. I'm going to say this, and this is my parting shot. Ben Roethlisberger has three to four more good years in the NFL. Good NFL teams build backwards. So when you look at an NFL franchise, you look at a team like San Francisco, you look at a team like, you know, uh, the the Jets, any of these teams, they go out, they get their quarterback first. The Steelers are doing the opposite of that. You realize the Steelers are the fourth youngest team in the NFL? Yeah, and let a lot of money law. To free up salary. Yeah. The Steelers have built that nucleus. 
They've got that veteran quarterback. The Steelers are a dangerous team this year. A dangerous team this year. It's going to be fun. And, again, we're talking about those two slot guys, Chase Claypool and Freermuth. Freermuth makes that offense. It keeps everybody on us. Obviously, Najee Harris does as well. I think Ben Roethlisberger has a humongous year this year. I, I tend to agree, and I also, I, 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 and I know this is my final thought. We'll call it a night because we're yeah, buddy. Off here. The Steelers, seven and a half. Go put a hundred dollars on it. That's the win total. Yeah, that team no, was eleven and zero last year. That's a no brainer. That's yep. a no brainer. All right, buddy. Well, you know it always flies by. Yeah, it well, does. I, I like this half and half format where we're talking about baseball and football. Let's it's do it good. again next weekend. It's good. Um, Chaps Fantasy Chat, The Other Angle, Draft for Upside, iLogic Media. What do you got to plug? Marion Messenger, River City Media, and 3R Sports on Tuesday night. All right, man. As always, enjoy it, brother. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the support. We'll do it again next Thursday. Randall will do it again before that. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good weekend.